Real Good Podcasts. Uh, another solo recording story today, guys. Hope you enjoy these and hope you enjoy this one. So uh, this, today's topic or story, is going to be about how I've somehow managed to get fired so many times. Like an abnormal amount of firings have occurred in uh, my lifetime and it's I, I I don't need honestly I probably need to step back and look at myself and say hey why am I getting fired so much, but <clears throat> I have proof that I am a good worker so it's it's really odd that I've gotten fired a lot so let's start with the original firing. Now this firing took place at a fast food restaurant called Chick Fil A, and this is pretty much just a chicken fast food place in uh, America. And, uh, yeah, so I was working there. I got a job there when I was, like, 14. Uh, probably, you know, creeping up on 15, but 14. Uh, so I was really young. <clears throat> I was really excited to get the job, start making some money. I was homeschooled, so I didn't have anything else to do. And, uh, yeah, so I get the job. And from the get-go, uh, I had some some people to live up to. I had a sister that worked there, and apparently she did a really good job. They liked her a lot. I had a brother that was currently working there. He had gotten on just a few weeks before I did. So I had a lot to live up to, and uh, I was not afraid to live up to it. I had a good work ethic. I was taught by my father how to work, put in the, you know, how to do a good job. So I get a job there, and from day one, I'm just slaying, okay? And, and I'm not even saying that in like a, I think I was slaying. Nobody ever said I was, but I think I was. No, the statistics were there, okay? Let me just break down what I did at that mother-effing fast food restaurant. Uh, set the record for most cars gone, uh, brought through the drive-thru in one hour, okay? I think I brought through like 120-something cars. You do the math, big guys. That's about a little faster than a car every 30 seconds. That's fast, okay? Like, if that's not fast, I don't know what is. All right. I personally set that record. Well, obviously, I had a crew with me that was helping me, but I was in the most crucial position, which was the cashier. So I was the guy that would hand the guy the food, take his money, say, have a nice day, and then get him out of there. Okay. Set the record. That's good. Okay. Let's see. I would. I would do the trash so fast. Like, it'd be like, oh, somebody take out the trash. You know, there's like five trash cans they have to take out. I would do it so freaking quick, they could not believe it. They couldn't believe it. I would borderline run through the store to get all the trash out. And when I did, they'd be like, Dad, gum it, this guy's fast. Okay? If anything needed to be restocked, cups, boxes, whatever the crap it is, I would restock that stuff in a New York minute, okay? And everybody knew it. There was no denying it. I was fast. Okay? And you might think, oh, you were fast. But maybe your customer service sucked. No. My customer service was through the roof, okay? I had people coming in who would not go to another register. They would go to me because they knew that I was going to do a great job. I would have uh, lines that were very short in my area. And then the other person, they'd be freaking a mile line because they were taking so long that the people were just like, F it. And then they had to start going into my line because they realized, dang, Patton's line is faster. Okay, it's faster. I was good, okay? And if you don't believe it, they didn't do employee of the month at that store. 
But when I started going super ham, it's almost like I think I'm not entirely sure, but I think they uh, they thought, "Daggum, I want to show this guy how proud I am of him." And we don't normally do employee of the month, but I think now is the time to start, so we can give him freaking employee of the month. And what happened? First employee of the month of this store, me. Okay, and I know I'm sounding cocky right now, but this happened. Okay, and it's gonna it's gonna be good to hear when you hear what how the story ends. So, I'm going ham. Things are going good, and then I start realizing that. Everybody that I work with, or a lot of them, are worthless pieces of crap, okay? They're not up to my standard of working uh, uh, work ethic. They're not up to my expe- uh, like my expectations, and it's kind of pissing me off. Because what will end up happening is, I'll do 15 jobs in the time that somebody else would do three. And it's like, dude, get your crap together. Don't make me do everything because you're a lazy piece of crap and you suck at working, okay? I worked up front with a lot of women and a lot of older women that would just be like, oh, something needs to be done? Patent, do it. Oh, I can easily do this, but F it. Patent, do it. And that's just the way it was, okay? So one day, you know, a lot led up to this, but one of these things, okay, let me just give you an example. We had a cashier that worked right next to me. I forget her name. I don't care what her name was. But she was mid-40s probably. Morbidly obese. Good old-fashioned Southern woman. Probably the first job she's ever had in her life. And dear goodness, was she miserable, okay? A, 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 a freaking customer would come up and they would place an order. They'd be like, yeah, so I'll take a number one with a Coke and can you value size to fry... And give me an ice cream on the side. Boom. Okay, they set it. Ring it up. Make them pay for it, right? No. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. 100% of the time. This woman could not comprehend an order the first time it was said. It doesn't matter how easy it was. They would say the order and she would guaranteed go, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I'm sorry. That was... Uh, and she would like laugh it off. Like, oh, that was overwhelming. It's like, it wasn't overwhelming. Nothing about their order was overwhelming. You're a dumb A and you couldn't handle it. So they, of course, had to repeat it every time. And it's like, wow, wow. So that was one woman that I had to work with. But anyway, there was one day, it was a busy day. You know, I was trying to get a lot done. I was trying to deal with customers. I was going ham, like usual. And just like, you know, this was the beginning of the firing. A woman, a middle-aged woman, like they all were, was up front working next to me. And what did she do? Patton, can you go get ice cream? So, you know, the ice cream comes in like, a, you know, bags of like moist ice cream juice, I guess is what you could call it. <laughs> or mix, I don't know. So you go and get the bag of ice cream and then you pour it in the machine and the machine freezes it and it comes out in ice cream. Okay, you know, easy enough. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go and get the ice cream. I get a full box, like she suggested, I bring it up, and when I get that, I'm like, here's your ice cream. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. We had, we actually don't need ice cream. I'm sorry. Can you bring that back? So there was a few things about this that pissed me off because it's like, okay, first off, why did you ask for ice cream when you didn't need ice cream? Wh- who does that? Like, 
Don't ask for something unless you know, holy crap, we definitely need this. Can you go get this? But no, you're an idiot and you ask for it anyway. Number two, you can get the ice cream by yourself. You're more than capable of doing it. You don't have to get a freaking young man to do it. The box is not that heavy. It's probably a 20-pound box. 20 pounds. Oh, this woman can't lift 20 pounds? Get the freak out of here. So I was like, immediately when she said, sorry, we don't need that, I was like, oh my gosh, what an idiot. So I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh, okay. And then I go back. Now, there was very few places in this restaurant where you could have your alone time, where you could do whatever you wanted. And those two places were the fr- big refrigerator and the big freezer. Okay, that was it. That was the only place you could go where you guaranteed knew that nobody could see what you were doing. So what I do, I got the ice cream from the refrigerator and I put it back in the refrigerator, but when I put it back, I threw the box back in, and then I, I know this is going to sound bad, but I kicked the box, and somehow when I kicked the box, it busted one of the bags open that was in the box, and the ice cream was just pouring all over the floor, okay? And then I was like, oh my gosh! So now I had to clean it up, and you know, cleaning that up is not easy, because A, it's sticky ice cream. B, it's in a place with a bunch of shelves and crap, so it's hard to get into the small little areas and corners. And, uh, yeah, you know, I had a lot going on up front, and now I had to spend my time cleaning up this ice cream because some dumb A told me to get ice cream when we didn't need ice cream. Yeah, I realized I kicked the box, but none of that would have happened if she wasn't an idiot and she didn't tell me to get the ice cream. So I kicked the box. I was a little mad. It busted, whatever. And I think people knew that I had done something like that because... A bag just doesn't bust, but whatever. I don't think I told anybody I kicked the box. So that was the beginning of the end for me, honestly, because from that point on, yeah, you could say I had quote-unquote anger problems, but a lot of it was due to poor management. It was due to a lack of help. So I was put in positions where I had to be overly stressed and overly worked when I shouldn't have had to be overly stressed and overly worked. All right? So instead of giving me a little help here and there where it's like, oh, he doesn't always have to slave away and do everything, they they wouldn't do that. They would just make me slave away and do everything because that's what I did and that's the type of worker I was. Well, I was done being that worker. And uh, yeah. So one thing that Chick-fil-A does is they pretty much want all of their male workers to have shaved heads for some reason. It's like a cult. And... One day, my hair was longer than one inch, or whatever the length was. It wasn't long, but I didn't like having short hair because I looked like an idiot with this shaved head. So what did they do? You need to cut your hair. Cut your hair. Cut your hair. And I was like, oh, uh, I don't want to do that. So then finally, like, cut it now. So I was like, okay, I'll cut the hair. F y'all. So I cut the hair. When I cut the hair... I shave a little design in the back of the head. Yeah, it was white trash. Yeah, it was stupid. Would I do it today? No. But I was young. I was probably like 17. And I thought, oh, that should be cool. And I did it kind of a little bit to piss him off. Just because it's like, yeah, I cut my hair. What do you think of it? Oh, it looks like crap. Yeah, that's your problem. So I did that. And uh, sure enough, after all the hard work I put in for that company, I was there for two years. Put in so much work for that company. One haircut, boom. Get out of here. We don't want you coming back. Actually, they didn't, they didn't tell me to get out of there. They said, what is that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not good. Put a hat on. 
So I put a hat on. And then the next day, the, the owner of the store sees it. He's like, get out. Get out. Don't come back. Get out. So I was fired. Okay, that's firing number one. Uh, let's go ahead and make this a three-part thing. Um, ah, no, bucket. We'll just do them all on this one. There's a lot of firings, okay? So that's firing number one. So I get out of there, and I, I'm just going to let you know. Every time I get fired, the people instantly regret firing me. Okay, this is a fact, all right? So the first firing happens, and then about two weeks go by, and they realize, good gosh, Patton was really pulling a lot of weight at this job, and we're really struggling without the guy. So one of the managers tells me, she's like, do you want your job back? You know, we'll give your job back if you want it. They're like, you know, we really appreciate you as an employee. You were really good, blah, blah, blah. Do you want your job back? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I don't want it back. Because I was just done with that place. <clears throat> so then... I get a job at another chicken restaurant because apparently that's the only places I knew how to work when I was younger. I knew chicken. What can I say? I didn't know hamburgers. I didn't know pizza. I knew chicken. Okay, that was my specialty. So I get a job at another place called Guthrie's and it's just another uh, chicken place. Not nearly as popular, not nearly as famous. Uh, a lot more laid back. They didn't really care about your hair. They didn't care about your clothes. They didn't care about really anything. So I got a job there, and, uh, you know, things were going good. I was a ham worker. Everybody liked me. I was a hit. And uh, one day, I told my company that I had to, because I was in high school when I had these jobs. I had football practice, American football practice, one night, and I did. And I told them, look, I can't come to work tonight because I've got practice. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. So they went, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. So, you know, fair enough. That's fine. Well, turns out uh, there may have been like poor weather or something changed and the practice was canceled. But I'd already told the company, you know, I'd practice. So it's like, well, F it. I'm not going to tell them, oh, it's been canceled. I'll come to work because I was like, oh, I'll just enjoy the night off, whatever. Totally normal thing for somebody to do. Who hasn't done that in their life? Well, somehow, some freak accident, one of my coaches went into Guthrie's to eat and they're like, oh, doesn't Patton have practice tonight or something like that? Or, yeah, something like that happened. And he was like, no, 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 practice was canceled. And they're like, oh, really? So then the next guy come in, like, we heard about what happened. Your practice was canceled. Why didn't you tell us that? Blah, 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 blah. And then, boom, they fired me. It's like, what the heck is wrong with y'all? Unbelievable. So they fire me. And then about, I don't know. A month later, they hired me back. They're like, do you want to come back? We realize we regret that. It's like, God, you're losers. For some reason, I must just have like a very fireable face. I don't know what the deal is. Because people are so quick to fire me. But then when they do it, they realize they took a hit. And they're like, oh, F. We better get him back. So then they pull me back. So I ended up working there. And then I didn't get fired the second time I was there. But, you know, whatever. Um... So it's like, okay, two firings from two fast food companies? That's the thing. I don't know if y'all have ever worked at a fast food restaurant, but good gosh, do you work with some worthless people? And these worthless people usually don't get fired. Uh, I worked with a guy with schizophrenia, and he's like, he was always like, <laughs> he was like a total freak, total freak. Not a good worker, not doing anything special whatsoever, never got fired. Uh, just work with some real low lowlifes. That's for dang sure. People that would drink milkshakes on the job while you're slaving away making orders. It's like, oh, okay, cool. 
Okay, cool. Smokers that take smoke breaks every 30 minutes? It's like, F this, man. But but no, no, I get fired. I'm the guy that gets canned. It's unbelievable, okay? Moving on to the next firing. Yeah, that's right. There's plenty more firings that go on. Um, the next firing happened at a freaking summer camp, okay? And before you get concerned and blow, holy crap, you got fired from a summer camp. What'd you do? Freaking... Do something crazy with a kid? It's like, no! That's the thing. I didn't. Okay? Let me just tell you how this one worked out. Uh, worked there one summer. Smashed it. Okay? Knocked out of the park. The, 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 the owner of the camp legitimately came up to me at the end of the summer. And he's like, hey, man, are you going to work here next summer? He's like, I got to say, the kids love you. The parents love you. Everybody wants you to come back. We would love to see you next summer. And I was like, He's like, you really have a way with kids. I don't, I don't know what it is, but you, you, whatever you do, it, it works. And, uh, you know, we, we appreciate you, blah, blah, blah. We would love to have you back. And I was like, all right, yeah, dude, thank you. Good gosh, thank you for that praise. Uh, I never get that. So I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I'll, be, I'll probably be back, yeah. So I told him I'll be back. Sure enough, I come back. Everybody's stoked about it. Like, oh, yeah, Pat's back. Blah. It's like, yeah, dude, I'm going to knock you out of the park again. Well... I'm, call me old-fashioned, but I think summer camp should have some classic summer camp fun, okay? And apparently, nobody feels that way anymore. So, I come up with an idea, because, you know, I was a counselor for, like, a cabin of, uh, a cabin of boys that, I guess they were, like, I don't know, uh, maybe 11, 12 years old, you know, prime age to really know how to enjoy some classic summer camp fun. So I was like, hey, you know, I want to put together uh, a ham little thing for our cabin to do that would be a great memory for them, and it's just going to be a blast, okay? So what happened was there was a girl's cabin that was camping out in the woods. Uh, each cabin will camp out one night in the woods per the two-week time. And it was a girl's cabin that was camping out, and the, the counselor that was over that girl's cabin was a, a girl I was really cool with. Like, you know, we kind of liked each other, but, you know, whatever. So I was like, oh, she's going out there with her cabin. And she had a lot of girls in her cabin that were, you know, were also fun, enjoyable kids that, you know, I'd seen throughout the camp or whatever. And they were cool. I was cool with her cabin. So I was like, oh, dude, we got to go out there and, like, do something. Maybe scare them, pull a prank on them, whatever. So because, you know, when you're camping out in this uh, tent or wherever they are in the woods, it's like a little uh, lodge is what it is. It's like an open shelter. Uh, it's a little scary out there, especially for like a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old. It's a little scary, okay? Let's be real. So I got the idea because I had a kid in my cabin that had a, uh, God, I don't know what the suits are called. A ghillie suit, I think is what it's called, where it looks like you're a bush. Like it's used in war, maybe. It's used for hunting. And it just looks like you're a pile of leaves when you're walking around because it just it's ridiculously camouflage and it just looks really crazy it looks like if you saw it at nighttime it would look like a bigfoot is what it would look like it would look like you're seeing a bigfoot it definitely doesn't look like a person so i was like oh dude and i told my cabin i got them together i was like look guys i say tonight we go out late at night maybe like 10 or 11 o'clock after everybody's asleep we sneak out as a cabin we hike up to the woods and i'll be dressed in this outfit the ghillie outfit and I'll scare the girl's cabin or the, the girl's group that was camping out. 
and uh, I'll scare them, and they'll think I'm like uh, I'll be dressed up in this. I'll be you know doing things, and they'll think that I'm like Bigfoot or something. And I was like, this is going to be classic. You know, this is one of those classic summer camp stories that kids are never going to forget. And they're going to be talking about it for the rest of their lives about, oh, we had that. Remember our counselor, big guy? He did the Bigfoot thing. That was so classic. They're going to love it. This is going to be a memory that stays with them forever. Because a lot of this summer camp stuff that goes on, it's very, you know, mediocre. It's not bending the rules. It's very just like, oh, yay, we went on a ropes course today. Cool. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fun. But who's really going to remember that for the rest of their lives? You know, things like the Bigfoot prank, that you're going to remember. And that's the stuff that's going to really make your summer a summer that is just unforgettable. So I was like, okay, we're going to do it. I'm going to be that counselor that has fun, and we're going to do something. So I, we, we sneak out, and we go up. And now I had told, because there's a leader that goes with the girl's cabin who's not the girl's counselor. He's just like a designated camping guy that like helps out with the campfire and stuff. So I was really cool with that guy, and I was like, hey, dude, what do you think about this prank? You think it's going to be cool? Like, if I do it, I'll let you know so you know nothing sketchy is going on, and you can be in on it with me, but just, like, you know, make sure that nobody thinks that there's, like, a murderer up there that's going to kill him. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, that's classic, man, definitely. I'm 100% in. I was like, okay, sweet. So I had him on board. So it's not like I didn't tell somebody. I let somebody know that this was going to happen. So then, you know, it couldn't be just a complete freak out. Now, the girl, uh, the, the counselor that I was cool with, um, she had no idea. But I thought that was going to be cool because then I would scare her and then we could talk about it later. Like, oh, yo, so fun, blah, 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 whatever. So we sneak out and I'm in the suit or whatever. And, uh, you know, there's a few people like counselors that are on watch making, no, making sure nobody does anything sketchy. And uh, so we're walking and then sure enough, we see somebody approaching us. We're like, oh, crap. So we hide behind a tree. And the dude had a flashlight, and sure enough, he comes and walks, and he sees us there. And he's like, huh? And he just like, I guess he realized, oh, they're doing some little prank or something. So he was like, whatever. And then he just kept walking, because he was like, screw it. I mean, what, I, I don't know what they're doing, but I'm sure it's fine. Whatever. So we get past him, like, oh, God, that was intense. So then we dart off, and we start hiking up the mountain. We get to the top of the mountain, and uh, we, we find the campsite. We're like, all right, here they are, blah, 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 whatever. So all the girls, of course, were asleep or at least like trying to be asleep or whatever. And uh, so I tell all my the boys in my cabin, I was like, look, y'all just like hide behind trees or whatever. And y'all can just watch while I walk around like Bigfoot. That's pretty much the plan. So we start out and uh, I, I walk up to the side of the shelter and the shelter is made of wood or whatever. So I just I hit the shelter one time really hard. So it just makes like a loud like boom. And it's like, okay, well that's not natural at all. So as soon as I hit it the first time, I heard um, a couple girls wake up. And uh, you could hear them because it's just completely silent out there. And they were so scared. They were like, oh, did you hear that? Blah, blah, blah. And they were talking to each other. I was like, oh God, this is so classic. So then about, you know, 30 seconds later, I hit it really hard again. And uh, the girls were like, oh my gosh. And you could hear them, and they were just like in complete panic mode. I was like, holy crap, this is intense. So then I was like, okay, that's all I'm going to do for that. So then I walk by the shelter, because the shelter is like open in the front, so you can see everything outside. I walk by the shelter, and you know, there's a lot of moonlight, so you could definitely see some if it walked by. So I just walk by, plain and simple, like a Bigfoot would. And uh, I make my way across, and the, the, 
I, I can see that like a girl or two spotted me and they were like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And they were so scared. And like everybody at this point was pretty much awake. And they could not, oh my gosh, dude, they could not handle how sketchy it was. So I walk by, and then they're like, oh, what the fuck is that? So then I, I come back into the scene, and like I pick up their water cooler, and I just like throw it. And they're like, oh my gosh, what is that? So they were completely freaked out at this point. So then I go, uh, I, 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 I look at them, and I'm just staring at them for probably like 10 seconds, just not moving, just looking at them. And they, they, at this point, were just like, oh my gosh, I, I'm effing done with this. Get me out of here now. And then I just run off to the side. And they're just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I can just hear them. They're all like, have fun or crying, whatever. It's, it's classic summer camp fun. So, so then finally, I run into the side of the door for the shelter. And I kind of like fall onto the platform where all the kids are sleeping. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, quickly get up and then run off. And that was the end of it. And, uh, so yeah, so at that point the girls were like, oh my gosh, and they were completely freaking out. So I run off and me and all my cabin of boys or whatever, we run off and we're like, oh dude, yeah, that was epic, dude. That was so good. We got it so good, blah, blah, blah. So it was perfect. Like we executed it perfectly. They didn't know what it was. I thought it was a Bigfoot or something. And this was in the mountains of West Virginia where like it's deep into the woods and it's like, you know, it's known to have like inbreds and crap like that. Just like all type of wild people up there. So there's no telling what I could have been in that suit. Um, so I run off and then the next day, you know, we wake up and the guy that's like the head of the camping trip, he came up to me. He's like, dude, that was so freaking good. I cannot believe uh, you actually went through with it, man. That was so funny. Blah, blah, blah. Like talking about how much of a hit it was. Like the girls were super scared, but this morning they were all like, laughing about it or thought it was like really interesting everybody was talking about it whatever and uh yeah so i was like oh dude holy crap it was a hit it was a success we did it we executed it perfectly and then sure enough uh the the owner of the camp comes up to me and he's like hey uh did you did you scare the girls cabin last night when they were camping out i was like uh yeah man yeah that was me oh i did it and he was like Oh man. And like, he kind of shook his head. Like, that's kind of funny, but you got to be careful with that type of stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, not a big deal. He's not thinking much about it. Just classic summer camp fun. And then later on in the day, they're like, uh, I get called to the office of the owner of the camp. And it's another, there's two owners of the camp and there's like the main owner and then like the co-owner. So the main owner, I sit down with both of them and, uh, yeah, so they're just sitting there and like, Hey man, uh, we got to talk about what you did last night, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And I was just thinking they were going to be like, oh, you know, don't do that again. We can't be doing that. That's got, you've gone too far with that. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I realize it's fun. It's classic summer camp fun, but uh, we, just, we can't be doing that. So just don't do it again. I figured that was going to be it. But no, they freaking tell me that I'm going to have to go home. Like, I, I gotta, they got to fire me. They got to let me go. And I was like, are you freaking serious? So then I brought up, because these were classic summer, summer camp guys. Like These were guys that were at summer camps in the 70s, in the 80s, when it was like peak craziness. You do whatever you want. It's just a real good time. Nobody cares. And they like that's the mindset I thought they had. And they told me, I was like, look, guys, this is, I wanted to do something special for the kids that they would never forget, blah, blah, blah. I told them the whole story. And they were like, no, no, we, we're with you 100%. We like that stuff too, blah, blah, blah. But... The parents 
these days have gotten real soft and they're weak and they're they're not gonna they're not gonna take something like that well. All they're gonna hear from their daughter when they write a note home is, oh, some freaky monster scared us in the woods while we were camping. And the parents are gonna be wondering, what the crap is that? Like why what is there why is there a monster in the woods when my kids are camping? So they're gonna get freaked out and they'll be like, oh no, our kids aren't coming back to this camp. Uh, so what they had to tell the parents is Oh, don't worry about it. We fired the guy, so the problem's solved. You know, it's not a big deal. Sorry that it happened, but we fired the guy. Don't worry, we took action. So they were pretty much in a position where they were forced to fire me. They didn't have a choice. They didn't want to fire me. And I, if I probably tried to get a job back there in the future, they would probably let me go back. But, uh, yeah, so I got fired. So that was three jobs now I've been fired from. And then I thought, okay, surely that's it for me. Once I get into a legit career, things will be different. And no, no, that's not how it worked at all, apparently, because just recently, probably in the past six months, no, not even that, three months, I was fired for the fourth freaking time, four firings. And this was just like, I worked at a school in China and uh, it was an international school and, you know, the the expats here, the foreigners here, they, they understand how the foreigners are supposed to be treated. They're not supposed to be treated like the Chinese because if they were, they would never stay here because the Chinese work environment sucks. They want you to do way too much work, this, that, the other. So I was like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bend to their little ways. And they were trying to get me to be like a Chinese employee. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. So, you know, uh, I, I was refusing to do certain things. You know, oh, stay late tonight. Uh, no. Oh, come in on Saturday. Uh, no. Oh, turn in lesson plans every week. Uh, no. Okay? I was not going to do it because I knew that I'm a foreigner, not to sound like a cocky a-hole, but I shouldn't be held to the same standards as the Chinese because that's not the way it works. Okay? And if you're going to hold me to the same standards, then I'll just find a job that won't. And sure enough, they were not happy about that. So one day in class, I had a kid who was really acting up and really being disrespectful so I did as I always do, had been doing it for a year. I grabbed him by the arm and put him in a corner and told him to sit down and be quiet. Okay, now did, was I a bit aggressive? Yes. Did I think that was a problem in America? Yes. In China? No. I've seen what they do to the kids in China and it's pretty severe sometimes. Just a year before I saw a teacher uh, hit a kid's hand with a ruler, just like you would see in old time America. Uh, the kid was crying, blah, 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 whatever. So that's physical, you know, punishment. So obviously they're down with that, right? That's what I saw with my own two eyes. I saw plenty of times where kids would get yanked by their arm and like thrown into a corner. It's normal behavior for Chinese teachers. And they can act like it's not, but it is. And I had been doing the same crap the year before, grabbing kids, putting them in a corner. People had seen me do it. Nobody ever had a problem with it. But then apparently this time, oh, that's unacceptable. We got it on video. The, the parents are pissed off, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my gosh. So what did they want me to do? They wanted me to pay like $1,500 for doing it. And it's like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid, okay? In Chinese money, that's like three months salary. You're going to take three months salary from a person for grabbing a kid and putting him in a corner? Unbelievable. So I was like, no. And then sure enough, you're fired. So there's four jobs for you right there. Um, 
It's unbelievable. In my opinion, someone with my work ethic should have never been fired, period. Because uh, one thing I can guarantee is I'm going to give you a lot of work, and I'm going to give you some great energy and performances. I may not turn in a lesson plan, and I may have a problem with people being bums, and I may get mad at them. But at the end of the day, you know I'm not going to slack. That ain't what I do. Now, here in, in the teaching world, I guess you could argue that I do slack because I don't turn in lesson plans or do anything in the office. But in the classroom, I go pretty ham. I think many people would agree with me on that. So, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. That's it. You know, I've been fired a lot. Moral of this story, been fired a lot. Um, and had kind of a falling out with my uh, football team, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, so hope you guys enjoyed. That's the story of all my firings. See you next time on Real Good Podcast. And sorry this one went a little long, but it was a lot of firings, okay? You got to understand that. So I'll see you later on Real Good Podcast.